Blog Talk Radio. Pissing it away somehow. 
But uh, I'll get into all that. We'll get into it with my partner, who just joined now. Y'all know him from Sleazy Radio. Um, every like uh, every uh, like uh, every week, and I think it's on YouTube, as well as the Yard Slash HBCU Sports, the rest of the all things HBCU Sports. The one and only, the Wayne Nash is in the hizzy. D nice. How you doing, brother? When you there? I think I think he's getting a bad connection, but at any rate, not at uh, all. I'll keep I'm right here. Hello? Oh, there he is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm here. I I'm swear, here. man. Yes, sir. This this phone is just wanting <laughs> to be replaced right now. I, I I swear, this thing is so sensitive, man. I just put it in my pocket and then accidentally put yeah. you on mute, which you shouldn't have done. But um, yeah, that's all right. It, it, this replacement <laughs> is, is 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 waiting to be used. So. Yeah, it's it's well, running on its last leg. May I recommend? May I recommend before you replace that any piece of electronics that you're dying to get rid of, just do an office space on it. It, it will feel so good. Trust me. Just 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 take a baseball <laughs> bat or, a, or in this case a hammer to like to your smartphone. Just just do a, just pull an office space on. It. Just 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 slam it a few times. Do a gangster pose over it. Do do like do some old exhibit or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great center off present, trust me. I've been there. Well, the question, the question better, that is, better, do, do, I, do I have to listen to, uh, to, the, to the ghetto boys as I'm doing it? You know what? That's a better idea. That's a better idea. I, either two, I, my mind's playing tricks on me or one of the other hits. Like, uh, especially <laughs> in the part where. Where, where, like we do at the end, like, 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 like a, like a throws his both his hands pound on the concrete, and then you go, oh man, anyway, let's get to it, bro. I was going to hit on the Heisman first, but yo, this news about uh, uh, the college football playoffs ex- possibly expanding and there's <laughs> grounds for it. Then we talk about that. Was the last week? Yes, we did. Ago? I think it was last We talked about it. Was, it, it and was I, two I, weeks ago. Like, remember what I said? Remember what uh-huh. I said? Yeah, two weeks ago. Remember what I said? I was like, something's going to go down. Cause yeah. Because at first I was saying Notre Dame is in it, but secondly, because remember from last year, you had two SEC teams that were in it. So, mm-hmm. lo and behold, look what's happening. Look what, what transpired in the past 24 hours. Jim Delaney uh Bob bowls me from like like from the mid twelve the like like exactly. the lady from the ten of course. Make a noise about playoffs expansion. I knew this shit was gonna do go down. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I knew it. Damn it, I knew it. We both called that shit too. We both called it. It was gonna be some changes. Because yes. it was bad enough to have two SEC teams in that bad boy last year, mm-hmm. but Notre Dame the 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 prodigal son, if you will, the yeah. independent child, the problem child, the golf child, uh, <laughs> just just <laughs> crashed the party this year, and it, it would come at the expense of at least one, actually two, uh, Power Five champs. That one of yeah. us being from the powerful Big Ten. I knew it, bro. I, dude, I should play the lottery. I, I call this shit. I called you, it. You should. I knew that not, not only did you call yeah. it, you called the conference and the uh, the conference president as well 
that was going to be the, the leader of the groundswell. Um, the Pac-12, I guess they're just so used to not causing a stir. And oddly enough, I guess even if you look at it politically, um, just from yeah. politics, if, if, you, if you just look at it from a, a, a political aspect, for whatever reason, West Coast politics, they're liberal, but they're not aggressive. The further east you start right. to go, you get a little bit more aggressive. And, 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 and you know, I'm guessing that Pac-12 president's like, okay, well, we get in, we get in. We don't. We, it's, not, it's just less, it's just West Coast living. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, you think about people just relaxing the beach, but you start getting them colder climates, man. Everybody gets a little bit more aggressive. A second yep. time in, in, what, three years that a, 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 a Big Ten team has been left out, if not uh, two Twice. consecutively. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and it's, like I said, I've, I've been coming up with conspiracy theories on the show in terms of ways that Notre Dame couldn't make it into the tournament. And I know people laughed at me, but, yeah, it happened that they got in. But it's it's now causing this, that now people are screaming now. It's, it's funny that now is the year that it took for Notre Dame to finally get in in order for it to happen. It was going to be one of the two. Mm-hmm. Another two commit, another, right. another two conference teams getting in or Notre Dame getting in and, and, and keeping the likes of either the Big Ten or ACC out. Now it's Big mm. Ten, and we, we see exactly what's going on, and, and you're right, it's starting to happen. I'm not shocked. My question is because I haven't seen the news yet. How am I? How, how many teams yeah, see the one are they are they crying for now? Eight. They say eight, which eight. is a good number. Eight. Which is a good number. Eight. Yeah, eight. I I I don't want to see sixteen. I uh, I don't need. Uh, I I don't need. I know. I don't need like a, a, everyone gets a trophy type of tournament. I want to see the best of the best. I want to see. And, and you know what? I sound like a leader's. But damn it, I don't care. I don't want to see everybody in a mama in this bad boy. Look, me personally, and I said this before, many mm-hmm. a time, um, many a times I should say, if they really want to make this a true tournament, make this shit ten. That way, have yeah. all five, or all ten rather, FBS conference champs compete. If they really want a true tournament, have all ten. FBS teams compete from the for like not not I mean not only from UCF's uh, American Athletic Conference but the MAC, mm-hmm. the Mountain West, okay. Belt, Conference USA. If you want a really real true tournament, just have those little guys so to speak go up against the Power Five, see them accordingly, mm-hmm. give the top two teams or, or what have you whoever makes the best symmetry the buys. And then have a home like have them playing on the home home the highest seeds uh, 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 campus college campus. That's to me. That would be not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but that'd be damn near perfect in my point of view. Because again, you have just it's a true conference. It'd be, it'd be true tournament of champions. It'd be a true tournament of champions that way. But we all know that's never going to happen because that the powers that be don't want to give the little guys a shot. So exactly. I, so I think with yep. No, go ahead and finish, because I, I, I want you to make your point, and oh, then no, I have no. a counterpoint. Cool. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's it. You know, that's why I like. Why don't you bring that pain, bro? Um, <laughs> now it's eight, like uh, like with eight teams. Mm-hmm. And from what I read earlier today, like on like 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 the, on the first sports alert right on ESPN earlier, um, that they would because they there's a big consideration of having one of the well basically it'd be all five uh, like like a conference champs right from the Power mm-hmm. Five leagues, and then have three wild cards, and one of those three spots will go to the 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 group of five champ, the highest. Group of five team who's a conference champ. Okay, and so that would be that would that's the proposal. So it's not like, I mean, it's kind of shit. It's, it's almost like the way it is now, uh, obviously, but not. I mean, like uh, obviously, just you know, just having the Power Five, one Power Five team compete in the New Year's Six Bowl, but pretty much they're going to be one of the three lower seeds, if you will, in this scenario. So they can't say, they can't say that they're keeping the power, the group of five out. That's True. probably not going to fly in this scenario, because there's many, there are many like Gordon Gee of uh, formerly of Ohio State, now the president of West Virginia said that would be quote very arrogant on the powers that be's part. You got to give mm-hmm. them a shot, in other words, and that's more yeah. groundswell for giving UCF a shot, which I'm glad to see, because that way. Two things, if you'd be killing two birds with one stone, it will, like, it will allow the powers that be to give finally one of these teams, one of these schools, a shot, a fair shot, and two, keep said school from bitching about not getting a shot. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we would know how they would do, and they would be getting shots year after year after year, which is a good thing. So, mm-hmm. to me, this is the, probably the best, again, it's not perfect. But I think this will be like you. And, and I've been so much against the playoff expansion for the longest time, as you know. But if they're going to expand it, this is probably the closest that they're going to get to making who's getting it right, so to speak. So I know you got a lot of thoughts, so I'm going to sit my ass down, <laughs> get my snapple, and the floor is yours. <laughs> oh, man. So you know, of course, we have this discussion often. Or on sleazy sports, this is this is kind of like coach's baby, yeah. you know. Of course, coach and Lou, both of them being ACC guys, just like yourself, um, are huge fans of, you know, the the, the, the CFP and and actually like it in its current form. Maybe they'll expand right. to eight, but in its current form, they'll kind of deal with it. But they would wouldn't mind an expansion, of course, to get the likes team like UCF from, you know, the other five to get in. But right. the theory of having conference champions in, if you were to expand it, is kind of problematic. Yep. And let me explain why. Now, I used to, yes. to, to, to the beef and, and excuse my French bitch and complain about the FCS and the Division Two playoffs because they didn't necessarily put all of the conference champions into their playoff system. Yeah. Then I figured, and then I, I, I saw something in terms of having conversations, especially with Coach and Lou, about conference champions and, and, and things of that nature. And think about it from this perspective. Look at it like this. The CFP, they don't, they're not concerned about conference champions. Oh, no, no, no. They're worried about money. 
And they're worried mm-hmm. about getting eyes on their product. And with that, that means they don't necessarily care about what conference champion gets into this thing. They want the best football possible. And it right. made a whole lot more sense this year. Because think about it like this. If the system was to put in conference champions this year, and we all mm-hmm. of a sudden had what we like to say mayhem or chaos, imagine a playoff system this year where the conference champions are potentially Northwestern, Pitt, yep. Georgia, yep. Washington State, and uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? ACC. The, uh, oh, and, and uh, who did Oklahoma beat? Was that West Virginia? West Virginia. Tech, uh, well, yeah, West Virginia, but they beat Texas in the title game, but West Virginia the week before. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, Texas in the title game. So, yeah, in Texas. So, those are the big yeah. five. Texas, Georgia, Northwestern, Pitt, and God, I forgot, or Washington State. That would have been our, that would have been our power five representatives right there. You telling me football fans would have would have enjoyed watching that? That's 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 the devil's advocate. That's the devil's advocate argument. That's the devil's advocate argument. It's like that's that's why like the likes of Reese Davis, Kirk Herbster and company on the selection show were bitching uh-huh. about Georgia not getting in, possibly not getting in, because yeah. they, they they talked about the term the phrase most deserving. That's the yes. phrase that was kept. That was the rule that night. Most deserving. Me, uh-huh. it would have owed me. I was like, well, what the hell is the point of keeping score? Maybe that point exactly. your point of keeping score. You know, and, and, like, and, because they're gonna, you're not going to get the best matchups. <laughs> possibly. And, and you're right. I completely agree with you on that as well. The, the part of mm-hmm. that issue, and my God, this is going to be a whole other conversation that's going to be sparked if I, when I say this. That's the reason why I don't like power conferences, because you have mm. these divisions. And when you have divisions, you have a situation like we've had multiple times where one division is a lot stronger than the other. And in the championship yeah. game, you'll end up having the best team in the conference potentially play the third or maybe even fourth best team in the conference in that title game. And when you have situations like that, and all it takes on any given Saturday, right? All mm-hmm. it takes is one yep. game for or, or one mistake for that first best team in that conference to make it into the playoffs, and it is not what the CFP committee wants, and that is something they're going to advocate against if it ever gets to that point. But I guarantee you, that is not going to be a stipulation in terms of conference conference champions because I know they've had that conversation before. In that whole conversation of most deserving, I get it now. I'm not a huge fan of it because I'm from the the, the, the view of, of the average football fan. And you know where that theory mm-hmm. comes from? It comes from the NFL where we have 32 teams, and it's a, a very simplified system of everybody plays within their conference of 16 teams, uh, four divisions of four, everybody in the division plays each other, Division champs go in, as well as two wild cards, and then they all have their tournament get to the Super Bowl. Very simple with 32 teams. When you're talking about 128, that's when it yeah. becomes more difficult. That's when you start to get these upsets 
And then when you have a situation where a committee is not concerned about fair, they're concerned about funds, that's why this, this whole playoff thing is, is so problematic. I mean, everybody wants to see the best. But when that bill right. flips up at the wrong time, that's when the problem starts. <laughs> and that's why we have families arguing about having their conference potentially get into the playoffs because of slip-ups. Yeah. Think about this, brother. Going back to what you said about the conferences with the Power Five conferences, these divisions, we have mm-hmm. lopsided as like conference title games. Clemson and Pitt. Yeah, Clemson is like the top one of the top two teams in the country, two best teams in the country. Uh-huh. I don't want to be in Alabama P- playing a seven and five pit, a pit yeah. team that's not even the fifth best team in the damn conference. Not yeah. as good as NC State, not as good as Syracuse, and not as good as Boston College. And that mm-hmm. a trip? That's a damn yes. trip. <laughs> that's a damn trip. But that's what happens. The English Big yeah. Ten, Ohio State, Northwestern. No disrespect to Northwestern, but they're Northwestern. Not yes. Wisconsin. Not mm-hmm. even damn Iowa. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Northwestern. And, yes. I mean, they're not even the – is Northwestern even the fifth best team in the, in, in, in the Big Ten? What? Iowa, let's see, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, what, Penn State. Uh, uh-huh. Shit, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Michigan State even. I, I, that's crazy. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's just crazy to me. It and, is. You know, the only, I mean, the only team, the only conference that had a conference title game that was worth it there was the SEC, which was essentially mm-hmm. the rematch of last year's title game. So, yeah. <laughs> Alabama and Georgia. I, I think that you're going to have talk, more talks about conferences realigning their divisions or even, I don't know, going from, in the case of the, of the ACC, Going from eight games to nine games, or maybe mm-hmm. have a different way of rotating, like rotating opponents. Um, not, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be better than what they have right now. That's for damn sure. Um, I don't know, Scott, so because what happens if power shifts to the other division? You just end up having the yeah, same thing over true. again, and you just have to keep shifting. That's why I say you have to go ahead. And, and tear the system down of these power conferences that have more than 12, well, actually 10 teams in it. You start doing that, yeah. that's when you have to have divisions. And you have to create some sort of fairness because you can't have a situation. No, you can, I guess, because if, I, I hate to have to go down a level, but it's a situation, yeah. you know, with, with the MEAC, that's the best example I have. Where you you currently and, and, and you know before everybody starts leaving and you get to a ten team conference again, when they had twelve teams, you just happen to have a condensed schedule and you didn't play everybody and they don't have divisions. Not fair because everyone stripped the schedule is still shifted, but it's still shifted anyway when when you're doing divisions. But uh, you're not having divisions at that point. You're just having conference play, and your best two teams out of the conference still moves on. That way, you're not worried about teams shifting in divisions back and forth. Yep. You just have your conference, mm-hmm. and you do it out. You duke it out, and you play, and you do like the big, the, uh, the big 12 and have your top two teams in your championship game, and you don't have to worry about 
your fourth or fifth best team potentially advancing as your conference champion. How about just tearing down the divisions, period? I've been in favor of get of 86 in divisions across the board. Just have, oh, wow. like, I, I don't know how, like, how the hell you do it, but have, like, a rotation of teams that you play each year. Like, have it, like, I don't know, like, maybe for the rivalry games, like, say, say for example, the ACC. Like, have Florida mm-hmm. State play Miami every year. And then yeah. have, have that one particular rivalry game. And then for the seven other conference games, just rotate, I guess, like on a yearly basis. That way they get to play each other more often, I guess, um, as a whole. Mm. Like instead of every six years the way it is now with the other division, they'll be playing each other maybe every two or three years uh, at the most. Um, it's something that's been bandied about in other conferences. I know that. But mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be in favor of that. You know, just have again. Just tear the damn damn division. You know, the most I, the most what I think about are people like back on the Big Twelve a lot, and for good reason. They're the mm-hmm. ones who almost get it right, because in the end, even if it's a rematch, even if there was a rematch in the conference title game, those are the two best teams. Yeah. In that conference, so they pretty much get it right. As much yeah. as like the bag on the Big Twelve. But see, we we, we, we bag on them because, in essence, if you look by, by number and only by number, they're the little brother mm-hmm. of the Power Five because they only have ten teams sure. in their conference. Unlike the the the, the Big Ten, unlike the yeah, like the Big Ten and the the Pac twelve mm-hmm. that have fourteen and sixteen teams in their conference. You know, you look at them, <laughs> you laugh at them because they only got ten. And and it's all ten based in like Texas and Oklahoma and all. Like, oh my God, what are these Bama's doing? But in essence, they they kind of get it right. But they get it right because they have that 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 low number. They don't have that deal where you have to worry true about. Robert. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about one team having a higher strength of schedule than another. And yeah, you don't have you don't have any of that. Everybody go gets everybody, all of it counts, and then you all move on to the title game. That's the, that's that's in my theory the way to do it. But it's it's interesting because coach has a, a theory similar to yours, but he wants to keep the conferences, but regionalize the conferences and keep some of the big rivals together, where you have mm-hmm. like a, a southeastern conference. Not the SEC, but you know, where a deal where it's like the Florida teams are all together, all of the mm-hmm. uh, 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 northeastern teams are all together, all of the Mid Atlantic teams are all together, all of the California teams are all. He had a setup like that. I'm gonna have to send you his setup. That's and he also had it yeah. in, in divisions. It's interesting because he had like 16 conferences, and that way your conference champions from the 16, all get into a 16-team playoff system, and then they play it out that way. Interesting. Interesting. That's very interesting. It, it, and it's kind of works. Very interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's like 18, it's an 18-conference. So everybody plays everybody, and you still get your out-of-conference matchups if you want them. Well, no, it's not if, but you get your, your three out-of-conference games, you play your schedule out, and, and then you go ahead to your conference game, and then you advance the playoffs. All right, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears on this one last note, brother. 
since mm-hmm. now we have this playoff, and, and this playoff expansion is going to happen soon right away. It's probably going to happen for the next two to three years at the, at the most, at the most. It's not yeah. going to, people are not going to sell on that. Not that with the power, with the power books getting behind it and pushing it. So, mm-hmm. given that, do you, is there a need for conference championships going forward? Because I heard some people say that conference championships are now being treated as are now being treated as de facto quarterfinal uh, games. But as we said earlier, um, until they get real divisions, especially and do something. You're not going to have the equal, like, really two best teams in the conference. You're going to have two best teams from each division. And mm-hmm. you know, so you got got that going. I, I think they still can, personally. What yeah. say you? With the, with the I, change, but what say you? Do Should they keep the conference championships in that scenario? No, I completely agree with you. Because, you, it, like, like, like we've discussed in the past, it's basically mm-hmm. looking at the entire body of work, that conference title game included. If you just, and we understand right. that it's a de facto uh, a, a playing game, even if that team loses, mm-hmm. in, in some cases, like an Alabama. If Alabama would have lost in the, in the SEC game, they still would have gotten into the, 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 the title game. I agree. The thing is, if I, they would have changed their yeah. seeding, and, and, and mm-hmm. that's what would have been the important thing. It, it, it helps with the committee to create their seeding. That's why I'm not necessarily one to say do away with them. You still mm-hmm. keep them because it, it helps out with that, and it gives you a final right. decision on, on, on how you create your matchups um, within the playoffs. But I understand why why they would say to do away with them, but I I wouldn't do it for that reason alone. And plus, well, I'll get you out of here on this. There's one final thought before we move on to the high uh, ceremony. Um, plus. Remember, like again with the eighteen tournament, you still have some wild cards. So yeah. imagine if they pit beat Clemson, or mm-hmm. you said earlier, Georgia beat Alabama. Do you mm-hmm. really think the committee would really leave out Georgia and, and Clemson? I mean, I'm sorry, Alabama and Clemson in that scenario. No. I think not. No, I don't. I no. think not. So it, it still works out in the end. <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying, but. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's interesting times, man, interesting times. And, that's, and that college football playoff thing, that's another podcast and episode. We could easily go two hours on that shit, man. Easily yeah. go two hours on yes. that. Because we got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> we got to move on. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to open that Pandora's box, because I know it's dangerous. I know, I know man. But Dude, that's it's, a rabbit hole in and of itself. It's the covenant. You know, you don't look directly at, at it, but just know that something exists <laughs> in there that's real creepy, dude. There you go. So, basically, um, Kyler Murray, Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. or as I've been calling him, Double T, and Dwayne Haskins. Did the Heisman vote, voters get it right with Kyler Murray? <sighs> Man, you know what? I know I've, 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 I've heard the arguments that, that Tua probably didn't get a fair share, well, fair shake, because he didn't necessarily play uh, all of his games, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, God, with the, with the body of, of work that we have, because everything else is all guesstimation at this point, you know. Um, right. It, it just seems as though that Kyler had a better resume. Yeah, Haskins threw for more uh, yards per game, but he also he had more attempts. Um, but 
child. Was, who who was that that didn't have any interceptions? Was that Tua? If I remember correctly, that was Tua until the LSU game. He didn't throw a pick yeah. to the LSU game, which is crazy. It's it's insane. So that stat alone is is crazy. But if you're looking at you know the passing yardage, and then of course you, if you want to uh, um, count uh, for his running ability, which you know it, statistically his numbers are better than Tua's as well. That's why I'd give it to Murray. But I understand the argument for Tua and 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 the fact that he didn't play a complete game. But ha, ah, uh, best offensive player on the best team in the nation. That argument was also there too. But I am not mad mm-hmm. with the Kyler Murray pick for for the Heisman. I'm not because his, his, his numbers do speak for themselves. You know what I said? I told my boy this who's an SEC hunk. I don't know if you remember Cedric Hall. I call him like the mouth of the South. He's a Bama fan and a Bama yes. alum. Um, he, we were talking about this. We were texting each other about that, and I'm like, "Yo, this is why I think happened." I think mm-hmm. the Heisman voters watched both conference title games. Watch mm-hmm. um, uh, Kyler Murray do his thing against Texas and what was a revenge game, even though it was more it was very competitive and they didn't score bunkers amount of points, a buku amount of points rather. But Kyler Murray showed out, and yeah. the, in the SEC championship game, Tua looked very ordinary. In fact, mm-hmm. they made him look bad. I mean, bad. I mean, they. But remember when Tua was knocked out of the game? They were down fourteen points. Yes. And they were down 14 points twice, 21 7, 20, 14. And, mm-hmm. you know, before uh, 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 your boy Jalen Hurst came off the Mississippi Day. But the thing is, is that Tua had two, what, he had two, two, three picks, two picks in the game. He got knocked around. He completed less than 50% of his passes. Didn't throw for mm-hmm. a lot of yards. Maybe had a touchdown pass. I forgot. But he looked pretty bad. And, and which is unfair because. I'm, even though, you know, what I say about Ferris is where they go to judge picks. But nevertheless, <laughs> Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. You know, they were ranked fifth at the time in the in the CFP poll. Uh, but still, Texas was pretty damn good themselves, uh, itself. And, and it was a – and they proved a good challenge for Calabria and Oklahoma. But uh, – and how cool was that, by the way, to see Oklahoma and Texas play for the Big 12 title game? That was awesome. Oh. In and of itself was awesome. But, but yes, anyway, it's something about watching, is. you know, Blue Bloods duke it out for a title. I I, I love to see and it. Arch rivals at that. Arch yes. rivals at that. That was freaking cool. But at any rate, the point of, the, the point I'm trying to make is is that I thought, and I still think to this day, the Heisman voters saw that game, saw both the SEC and Big 12 title games, and made the decisions then. Because I thought that Kyler Murray, even though his, his people say his stats may have been inflated because the Pac-12, let's, I mean, Big 12, let's put it this way. You, me, and 10 other cats from A&T, well, nine other cats from A&T, could, coach, like, could score 30 points on the average Big 12 defense. That's how bad Big 12 mm-hmm. are. I didn't yeah. think that Kyler Murray's stats were out of this world. You, you couldn't deny it in the end. You couldn't mm-hmm. deny it. And that, that performance of the Big 12 title game, I think, Put him over double T when it was all said and done with the Heisman vote. Well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you can't necessarily blame Kyler Murray for the level of competition that he plays against, 
But what you can blame him for is how well he played against that level of talent. Now, had he gone up against that level of talent and and looked average, okay. You know, he wouldn't even been in the discussion. But he did what a guy of that talent level was supposed to do against that that, that style of defense. He was supposed to put up numbers on it, and he did it. So, you know, not many others in that conference put up those type of numbers. Well, I mean, Will Greer was was was. No, I won't say comparable, but he put up great numbers in in, in that that conference as well. Sure, he did. Not many yeah. others did it. So it is what it is. So he did what he did, and he was deserving of, of the uh, the award. But the thing is, I and I hate this term, but I'm gonna say it anyway. At the end of the day, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Not in my eyes. Uh-huh. It's it's yeah. applause. You had a great collegiate season. Move on to the next, especially if you're looking to move on and play in the NFL. Yes, it's great mm-hmm. to have an, an, an award that gives you uh, recognition. The thing is, can you perform on the next level? Can you do that? Which is where I was going next. Which was where I was mm-hmm. going next. I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. You made my segue easy for me. Um even though I think that the young man finished a distance third in the advisor mm-hmm. voting, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to make the better pro of, uh, mm. of the three. He has a size. He's six. I think he's six five, six six. Yes. He's a. He's, he's, I don't want to say he's a prototypical pocket passer, but he doesn't run, and he makes plays from within the pocket. He plays well when the stage is all brightest. He played very well against great competition this season. And remember, mm-hmm. he was he like he was he was a guy winning after J T. Barrett, you know he was he was he he like he was winning in the wings for the past what two seasons, and mm-hmm. actually one season because I think he's a red shirt he'll be a red shirt uh, junior next season, and he could come out if he wanted to, and I think that I think Mel Kiper has a, has one of the top two quarterbacks in this oh, uh, in this coming draft if he chooses yeah. to come out uh-huh. if he chooses to come out. Which I think he'll be being borderline intellectually challenged if he doesn't come out, especially with with Urban Meyer moving on. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think he's going to be the better pro, and I think Tua is going to make a damn good pro too after after next season because he'll be a junior going to next season. So I, I don't think he'll stay four years. He'd be stupid if he stays four years. So yeah. So basically, Tua next season. No, not next season, but season after next. But what about Colin Murray? I mean, he's like he's he's five eight. He's shorter than five ten. He's five eight five nine ish, a buck eighty five. Mm-hmm. So he's a very small dude. Yeah. Um, he's athletic as hell. Obviously, you see it on the field. But mm-hmm. he, 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 but look, I know people compare him to Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is stocky. He yeah. he, he has some girth to him. He he can take hits. And, mm-hmm. you know, Doug Flutie, he was a little guy, but that was back when players, football players were smaller than they are now, so you can't really make that comparison. But oh, Russell no. Wilson is his closest contemporary. He's stockier. And so he could, he could afford to take those hits, and he can – I mean, I guess his success and Drew Brees' success pretty much changed the change, – and, and, and now Baker Mayfield's success has changed mm-hmm. the game as far as quarterbacking in the NFL in terms of size. Size no longer matters as much, so. Um, but you know the thing is, is that I think that his Colin Burris future is in baseball. I see him play baseball. There's a reason why the Oakland A's drafted him what ninth or tenth overall in the first, you know, in the first round. 
Mm-hmm. Because dude is a magician as a fielder. He's like he's he's yeah, speed. I mean he I saw him in the in the baseball playoffs last year with Oklahoma. That kid was a baller. And there, yeah. he was yeah, he, I think it's he, he, people talked up his baseball future more so than his football future. But I but 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 that's the way I see it. I think Haskins is gonna be the better pro. I think Tua is gonna be a damn good pro himself. But I, I think Kyler Murray's future is in baseball, bro. I completely agree with you. That five foot eight stature, um, is it, is something that's gonna hurt him, uh, if he was to move to the NFL. Um, depending upon, well, of course, the coaches that 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 play that style of offense, of of having your 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 QB, you know, come out of the pocket in order to throw passes or play a lot of shotgun, those would be the type of uh, of coaches that would draft him if he was to come out. And, and go into the NFL. But, yeah, I think he, he's already um, just grown to the fact that that's not going to be in his future, and he doesn't even want to, uh, to deal with it. Plus, of course, baseball uh, uh, careers have a, a lot more longevity, especially if he it, – it, it'll be a lot better for him longevity-wise if he actually makes it to MLB, and, and, and he'll have a longer career there than he would if he was to play in the NFL. So yeah, it's better that he does do that route than to go play uh, play in the NFL. So I'm not even concerned about Murray. He he knows where his his bread is buttered. But as it that pertains to Haskins and Tua, who's going to be a better pro? My answer to that is: Would anyone ever ask me a question about who's going to be a better pro for anyone that comes out of college? The number one thing that comes into play. It's whether or not a player is going to be a better pro. Of course, it's where that player is drafted and who that dude yep. is playing with and who is his coaching because it's about how that player, who is he, he going to play with to help him in his yep. development? What coach is going to help him in his development? And if he's going to be on a team that's going to be able to play well enough to have him develop right. as quickly as he going as he's going to need to, and not be forced to do things that he's not ready to do at those moments. If you if you're looking for a savior for a guy that's not necessarily a savior, and you're forcing him to be that, you're going to hurt a guy's career, especially a quarterback. And you know you only get a couple of years with a QB. You stink too quick, or um, not too quick, but if, if, if you stink too long early and too early, you're going to be relegated to a bench, if not a short career. But you're in a situation. You know, I, I love to use Tom Brady as a situation because of the fact that, you know, he played with a team that was ready-made, that already mm-hmm. were establishing a system. Man, All he had to, to do. Yeah. Exactly. It was just, just to come in, play, let the rest of the team do what they need to do in order to help them succeed, and he slowly developed. Same thing with Russell Wilson. He came in with a young team. That defense turned out to be extremely stout, and he was able to slowly develop with the other players that they had. He had a veteran running back behind him, had some decent receivers with him, and they were, and he had a decent O-line with him, and they were able to ha- have him come in and slowly develop with his talent level, and that's how he became who he is. Hopefully, 
those guys don't go places where they end up having a trash O line, not having talent in the re- in the receiving core, and having defenses that end up you know putting them in situations, man, uh, uh, that make them look bad. So it's it's all about where they get drafted and when they come out. You know, if Haskins comes out this year, it'll be interesting to see who takes a chance on him because right now a lot of the teams that have higher picks right now don't need QBs. They'll probably be diving in, you know, the O-line and, and the defensive side of the ball, which is very deep this year. You know, you start mm-hmm. dealing with teams like Jacksonville, Washington, um, potentially Denver, that will be looking for, uh, for for QBs right now that they have, like, top 15 picks. Which one will they fall to in those spots for this year, and and how will they play within those systems? Right, and that's the thing. Like uh, I said, this we're gonna before we move to the last topic. Like I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Murray already said a while back that the plan was to leave after this season and play baseball to fulfill uh-huh. his obligation to the Oakland A's. So you can get that $5 million signing bonus, but uh, be it as it may, he's been kind of coy by the assist, but I think at the end he's going to play baseball, and to your point, it's all about wherever you get that. So, Godspeed to Haskins, but I, I think he'll be okay. Last yeah. night, he's speaking about the NFL. What the hell is going on with Pittsburgh? How the hell are they going to lose three straight kids? And I know you're a Skins fan, so I, you're probably like, eh, <laughs> I got more problems, but uh, – Okay, they they lose to Denver and Denver, which is not mm-hmm. too embarrassing per se. I mean, it's hard playing at a mile high if you're a road team, uh, mm-hmm. but they should have won that game. Um, yes. They choke away a 23 to seven lead to San Diego. I refuse to call them that Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Then, if that wasn't bad enough, when the when the things couldn't get much worse. We found a way to lose to the Oakland to to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Totally, totally embarrassing. So Pittsburgh has gone from seven two and one, second seed, number two seed in the AFC, to seven five and one, barely hanging on as the four seed ahead of Baltimore, who's coming on strong, and they should have beaten Kansas very strong. Um, yeah. and they're they're behind Houston. I mean, I'm sorry, they're behind New England and Houston. Both mm-hmm. of whom lost on Sunday as well, thus to still squander a big opportunity to 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 jump one of those two teams, especially given the fact that we're playing New England at home this mm-hmm. coming Sunday. So after hearing all the quotes and aftermath of all three losses, remember against the Denver game and after the game, the Denver game, Ben's like, "Whoa, it's never there to see a lineman block a nose tackle deep like that to pick off my pass." Plus, A.B., Adrian, like, like Antonio Brown should have won a crisper route, and never mind the fact that the guy cut in front of him to pick up the pass, possibly. No star didn't get it, which out of way was a bad pass. But, yeah, yeah, A.B. should have ran a crisper route. The offense lineman should have blocked the nose tackle deep. And then in the, in the San Diego game, he didn't really have much to say. But then how about Mike Tomlin, a.k.a. Omar Epps, after the Raider game? had the nerve to say at first that with why Big Ben, answer the question, why Big Ben didn't get back in the game sooner. 
Instead of talking about something about the Evan Florida game or some shit like that. Then later on, he talked about how antiquated the equipment, the extra equipment was when they, they make a decision. And Big Ben pretty much co-signed on that. Here's what I think what happened. I think that Pittsburgh thought that they had it in the bag against the Raiders, took them for granted, mm-hmm. and and pretty much got hosed, hosed themselves in the end, and and, and played themselves in, in the end of that bad decision. And what I say, what, the reason why I brought those quotes, man, from Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, there's no leadership. There's no, no leadership on this team. And as talented as this team is, with the best, one of the best offensive lines in the game, one of the best wide receiver tandems in the game, and up mm-hmm. coming running back at James Conner, even though he was hurt last week. And, of mm-hmm. course, they did Le'Veon Bell the way they did. And some talent on the defensive – very talented defensive line, I should say, with uh, Cam, Cam Hayward and your boy Javon Hargrove from South mm-hmm. Carolina State, uh, Stephon Tewitt, of course, T.J. White and, uh, and, and, and uh, that Williams kid that plays in the middle. Um, and, of course, Joe Hayden. There's no excuse. They're by far the most talented team in their own division. Yeah. They shouldn't have no. They have no business losing to the likes of, of Oakland, especially, pissing away a 16 point depth, uh, lead against San Diego, and that's the first time they played in the Steelers' history that they've given up a, a double digit lead, a lead of 16 of what was a 14 points or more at the halftime. They usually what 220 0 and one. Yes, and then so it's 220 0 and one. That that was yeah. mind boggling when I saw that. Of, of being ahead, and, I think it was 17. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it was going into the fourth quarter. 220-0-1. Yeah. That's insane. And they end up losing. And they end up losing. Um, and, of course, they're the way they lost to Denver. But there's no – I mean, there's no leadership, man. So, I I, I, I guess if you want to rank it, I, I put – I, it all starts. I think everything starts at the top. So I put sixty percent on Mike Tomlin, and forty percent of the struggles blame the struggles of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. I have it a little bit different. I have it sixty-five players, thirty-five Tomlin, and the reason why I have it like that is because Tomlin's not on the field. I understand he's right. the coach. I understand he's supposed to get him motivated. But God, dude, you're in the NFL, man. You got to motivate yourself. And you're the that's one that's on the that's field, man. Point. You have to make the plays. So, like, that Denver game, you make a couple of plays, you win that game. That tight end, right. instead of trying to be pretty yes. and trying to truck yes. that, that DB, you cut inward, man, and make a dive for the end zone. That's six points. You yeah. win that game. You know what I'm saying? A uh, 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 Big Ben. Instead of even probably passing that ball, why don't you run it in? Right. So there's certain things that if players made different plays in, in various situations, they win that game. Same thing with the Kansas City thing, with the, the Kansas City game. I understand K, uh, 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 not Kansas City, I'm sorry, uh, L.A. game. I understand mm-hmm. L.A. was starting to get hyped, but, dude, that lead that you had, put your yep. foot on their throat. You're at your crib. Make some plays, right. man. My God, they was giving up chunk plays, too. 
That's what the problem was. So, yeah, all right, Mike Tomlin may have called some bad plays and that thing, but still, next one plays, dude, this is simple things you can tackle, wrap up and tackle. And you can't be giving up chunk plays like that, not at the crib, dude. And and, and then giving up that kind of lead at the crib, once again, on the players. And, yeah, I understand Big Ben had an injury against Oakland. He hurt his ribs. Antiquated equipment or no. Team on the Raiders? Yeah. So, you know, they they were up seven. They were up seven. They were up 14, 10 at halftime. They found their defense. Their defense is horrible. They found the defense gave them a touchdown, making seventeen fourteen when them big was out. Then uh-huh. they put big Ben back in. Went up twenty one to seventeen. You think uh-huh. the game would be over, right? Nope. A shoddy ass defense allowed Oakland, led by Derek Carr, to go down the field, score a touchdown, twenty seconds left, and we're still in position to possibly tie the game go overtime. But our kicker slipped, and keep in mind he missed a field goal early in that game. He's on thirty two by the way, but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a cluster bleep of the season. It, it's, so yeah, did you go? Start off you, 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 had a had a five game winning streak. Then now it's yeah, it's again. So go ahead. Now it was a three game losing streak. But yeah, you had the defense giving up two games, and then you have offense uh, 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 in that Denver game. If they make a couple of plays, you yeah. win those games. So yeah, that's why I have it: fifty five yeah. players, thirty five on Mike. The interesting thing is though, is what's going to happen. At the end of their year, they still have a chance to make mm-hmm. the playoffs, and then depending upon what happens once they get to the playoffs, the decision's going to be made. But you 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 end up losing Le'Veon. We have no idea what what Benjamin's going to do at the end of the year. We don't know how ownership, yeah. excuse me, is going to look at Tomlin. So you just have a ton of situations. And as much as I don't like to see uh, anybody get fired, if they fire Tomlin, my fingers are crossed. I'm making a phone call to Danny Boy quick. Hey, Dan, you might want to go ahead and get Don't Mike. curse him like that, though. Don't curse him like that. Hey. No, 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 no disrespect. I understand. I don't want to sound like anybody. <laughs> I understand. God, my thing is, man, they need somebody in here to, to, to get – Light a fire on these players. As much as I enjoy Jay Gruden, the way that this, this team is talking right now, man, you talk about in-house problems. Did you hear about what happened yeah. with um, Mason Foster today? No, no. With the skin linebacker. Okay, real quick, he had a, a, um, a direct message with a fan. Where you know the fan sent him an inspirational message talking about keep your head up. You know, we the fans are still behind you. Uh, Mason Foster responded with a response of F this team and F the fans, crying, laughing face emoji like five times. So the fans took a screenshot wow. and, and sent it out. So now people are questioning uh, uh, Mason Foster's uh, uh, loyalty to the team. And if you look, if you look at the message, you would have thought that Mason Foster was making a joke because, of course, he had the crying, laughing emoji like five times after his message of F the team and F the fans. All of that was encouraging note from a fan? Yeah. He, had, he responded like that? Yes. Wow. Wow. So, you know, it, it just depends upon how you want to look at it. It's just insane, man. And then you have the likes of Zach Brown, who's been getting benched 
because apparently he can't cover tight ends, and he's making comments about looking forward to next season and potentially moving on to greener pastures and only playing, you know, when he gets an opportunity to play and playing for whoever wants to play him. And, yeah, you end up going 6-3, uh-huh. everything's riding high, but now you lose four straight or four out of five. You know, everybody want to push the panic button now, man, and everybody's looking for 2019, man. You think? <laughs> it's it's insane here right in D.C., there. man, so but, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, wow. you, you have a couple of QBs break their legs, man. That happens. But, yeah, I'm looking at, at at Pittsburgh, and I'm just concerned about what happens to this successful franchise at the end of the year when you got these kind of problems, man, because it's going to be crazy. And, and then how well, do you pick up the pieces way. after that? Well, let's put it this way, brother. If 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 either Pittsburgh either misses the playoffs, or if they get a low seed and like like in the AFC playoffs and mm-hmm. flame out early, we're gonna have a whole we're gonna have a podcast on what's gonna happen because oh nobody even with the drum and the preseason saw this coming. Yeah, and you know, it's gonna be very interesting in Pittsburgh and. Yeah, that that deserves a podcast of itself. But uh, anyway, we'll see, man. So uh, next same time next week, brother. Yes, sir. After I'll be fresh back from Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl, That's which right. is this weekend. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, we're gonna talk about so, it too. Remind me to talk yeah, about that too, because I'll be watching. Most definitely. So if you're watching this Saturday right. at noon, if you look hard enough, you might see my big gut self on the sidelines, player. <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. Hey, take care, D-Nice. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleeves and Riddle every week on YouTube as well as the RSSPCU Sports. And look for him on the sidelines and the Celebration Bowl uh, with A&T, where my beloved North Carolina A&T Aggies will take on Alcorn State. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Scott Burks with the Clown Hour. Signing off. Oh, six. Good night.